This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Ballantine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Ballantyne, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Del Borvik as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have found their next destination. Eli survived his experience in the machine and is fully recovered. Atticus was troubled but held back during the treatment, and Valentine found a need for a carapace in Inquisitorial storage and assigned Morgan to get it. What will happen now that Morgan requested Atticus's help but is being sent in with Eli instead? Find out next, in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Employee Handbook on Hearthold Holds. It is very important that every single item, no matter how exotic, heretical, or mundane, is properly accounted for. We're not running some kind of rumpus bin. We're running an important archive of inquisitorial findings, artifacts, weapons, tools of great power, and everything in between. The following 3,281 pages will give you a wonderful idea of exactly how to catalog everything. Now remember to read it very carefully, for missing items will not be tolerated. If you were to read this book, you would note that the spine was mysteriously uncracked. Morgan, you've been tasked with, uh, you know, a simple smash and grab. You know, old hat, you got to rob the Inquisition in their giant fortress on a planet dedicated to the Inquisition uh, to serve your new Inquisitor. Um, you know, nice to have purpose, but maybe not Maybe not this one. Um, Valentine has instructed you uh, to take Eli and to uh, raid the, the archive uh, of uh, Harthold, the Inquisitorial Fortress here on Last Gleaming. Um, the best way to, to think of this archive is not like a, a, a cool, sexy, well-organized thing, um, but rather the lost luggage uh, at an airport um, where, you know, things are are put on like a, an evidence storage locker or something where it's just like things are theoretically tagged and kind of just tucked away uh, in the hopes that whoever left them will, will come back for them at some point. Uh, honestly, you and Eli are kind of objects like that yourselves, uh, just discarded by the Inquisition and Excuse left. Excuse me. Okay, uh, Morgan, uh, you are like this. Eli fair. is just a wasted drunkard. Um, hey! <laughs> that's more like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone read my business card. Um, so uh, you, this this bandit has just come down. Um, you are aware that the uh, the archive is on site. Um, it is uh, it's within Harthold itself. Uh, it services all the different branches of the Inquisition. Uh, your target, however, uh, belongs to uh, the Ordos Hereticus. It is a uh, a large uh, chunk of of Tyranid carapace armor. 
um, that has been, uh, you know, uh, the best way to think of it visually for us is um, if you've gone to a museum and seen like part of a dinosaur skeleton, it's kind of that situation where, you know, um, it's it's part of the shell of kind of a, a, a Tyranid's, uh, a, a big old Nid's body. Um, and uh, if you can obtain this for Valentine, he may have a chance at trading it uh, to the fine fine folks at Ordos, Xenos, uh, who might have uh, the technology he needs to improve on Gideon Kotob's mad science. Um, so you've just been tasked with this. Um, Valentine and Atticus, this will delay um, leaving the planet temporarily, but I think Valentine, based on your priorities and uh, the interest you have in making sure that this, uh, this happens for you, I don't think that's a huge concern to you. And Atticus, of course, where Valentine goes, you will follow any anywhere that he tells you to, Aww. like a Gilmore girl. Um, it's just like that Gilmore girl. Yeah, just just like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really liked when they burned all the heretics in Stars Hollow. It was great. Sad to see Kirk die, but otherwise it was fine. Um, so, um, we'll get to you guys in a second. Um, but Morgan, given you've been tasked with this, uh, this this kind of this is this is kind of your show to run. Yep. Um, so you don't have a lot of information yet. Uh, the good news is because you've been welcomed into the retinue by Valentine, um, who is recognized as an inquisitor here at Harkhold, um, you, you do have access to, uh, to the same sort of resources that a, a member of a retinue might have access to. So it's not like your days on the street where you're just kind of like making do with whatever you've got. Um, you're empowered as you were briefly under Kanehurst uh, to, to kind of make a go of this. Um, all you know is that the archive is somewhere on site and that there is, is missing luggage in it. Um, how would you like to approach this and how do you want to work with Eli on it? Okay, here's my plan. My plan is to, the, I think the, the most prep work would be to kind of scan through the archive of, because Valentine also mentioned like he wanted to grab other things possibly. But basically I think the, the gist is she wants to scan through the archive and find if there's anything that was attached to Kanehurst. And if Kanehurst's name is on it, because she could be like, we, Kanehurst's rest of his retinue now works for Valentine. So technically all that stuff should go to Valentine because we work for him. And she's going to tell Eli, here's the list of stuff. Go tell them to send the stuff to Valentine's ship. And she by herself is going to sneak in and switch the tags from the thing that he wants to one of Kanehurst's things. Because to her, the best way to get it out is through the most proper channels with the least fiddling. She doesn't want to escape with an object. She wants it to be delivered to Valentine's ship properly out of the Inquisition. So all she wants to do is sneak in and switch the tags. And I think while she's sending Eli to go get the thing, which she is not going to tell him, like, that that's what's going on. She's like, here's the list. Go get the shit on the list. She's going to leave Toby with Eli as a lookout so she can tell what's the timing and when he's at the front of the place and then meanwhile sneak in and she's going to put on all her clandestine gear so that she can be extra sneaky and sneak in there and it's either going to be get in a door and and pick the lock of the door or find a vent or another room to get in or sneak behind someone whatever it happens to be easiest looking when doing that so that's that's my plan. <laughs> and in that way, it because Valentine told her, like, don't get caught. And if you get caught, I won't help you. She's done it in a bubble that Eli doesn't know what's going on. Valentine doesn't know what's going on. So if she gets caught, she can make up her own shit about what's going on. So that's my plan. <laughs> that's a very good plan. I like it. Damn. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, well done. And to think, we recorded the previous episode mere moments ago. So, oh, however, yeah. <laughs> instant, instant. A week ago at most. Oh, baby Miles has gone to college. Um, <laughs> Had a lot of time to sit on yeah. this plan. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, amazing. Okay. Uh, I love that. So, just to recap um, for, for my brain and mm -hmm. I think for, for kind of how we slot Eli in, then um, main steps of the plan mechanically. Um, you need to figure out some way to scan the archive uh, to determine what of Kanehurst's remaining material is there. Yeah, um, so Morgan there, and Eli will both do that. Yeah, yep, yeah, 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 for sure. So you have to figure out kind of how best to to like access the Dewey Decimal System. 
Um, yes. Do a proper proper library scan. Um, from there, um, Eli is going to be in charge of getting um, all Kanehurst's uh, shit all aboard the um, uh, Marnie's song. Um, mm -hmm. As you send him, you're going to be rushing in to try and switch the tags of the Italian. So you're also kind of in a weird race against time against Eli. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and I and I I can definitely talk we can talk that out but i'll have some notes for eli as to how to i i, I would like to to hear those notes uh so <laughs> um where would you like take eli aside like what's the equivalent of uh you know the dark conspiracy pub um <laughs> you know like that, that dark booth in the back it's only for for foul deeds or like the betrayal garden game of thrones like where 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 would you pull uh pull eli uh, to have this conversation I don't think it's anywhere, anywhere specific. I think she's trying to be extra casual about it because she's not telling him half the plan. So it would be like if they're all if they're all hanging out on the ship discussing all of these things, she would just, you know, just pull him aside in a hallway in the middle of everything, you know. Great. And, and sorry, uh, oh, on ahead. that note, Valentine, would you have returned to the ship at this point or would you still be hanging out in Hardhold? Uh, he'd have returned to the ship. He's got to gear up and figure out what's on board. He's got to get the alcohol stowed. He's got a bunch of other shit that he's got to deal with. Also, with Triseus shifting over to the ship, mm -hmm. that's his primary source of intel. So he's got some shit he wants to look up while Borgen's distracted. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, and Atticus, I think we'll say then that you're kind of on, on like, not quite guard duty, but kind of overwatch outside. Um, Gideon Kotov is moving a lot of shit aboard. Uh, so I imagine that's something you'd want to keep an eye on. Yep, um, if you weren't going to say it, I was. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, okay, so we'll, we'll deal with that in a moment. <clears throat> um, great. Okay, so Morgan, you pull Eli aside uh, in, uh, in the hallways of this unfamiliar ship. Uh, to to fill him in on your your brilliant scheme, I would just be like, Eli, the Inquisitor has a task for you before we leave, and she'll like reach in his coat and pull out his data slate that she, like she knows where he keeps it in his pocket and like hand it to him. Like here, I emailed you these things, and be like, you need to go down to the Inquisitorial storage and you need to pick up all these things that Kanehurst has left there. Obviously, they belong to us now, so go down there, tell them what you want, you know, take your time, tell them some war stories, and Toby will go with you and keep you company, all right? Sounds kind of like you're trying to pawn me off for a while. I don't mean go tell them war stories. What are you talking well, about? I talking like I go on and lonely. on about stuff. <laughs> Do this, exactly this, Eli. Go take your time because wait, you take know. my take my all yes. right. How much time? Mm. Clearly, you don't it, want to tell me whatever the hell's going on here. Take your time, and if you're going too fast, Toby will let you know. How about that? And how's he gonna let me know? Toby just goes, Scree! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. I will. Ah, I'll take my time. All right. Easy. Easy wait. for you. I know you can do it. Okay, so wait. I have to get the stuff? Yes. I have to find the stuff and then get it. Yes. And, and get then it brought back it, to the ship. Yes, exactly. Have it delivered to the ship. <sighs> and do not take no for an answer. So the things we're doing for this Valentine go from scanning my brain in a deadly procedure to just menial chores uh, right. exactly i mean it is the inquisition you life in the inquisition in precisely all right. all right good man pet given chest pats on this man yeah yeah go get going <laughs> and eli eli trudges off muttering to himself i don't go on and on i don't just talk about war all the time talking about uh <laughs> checking the data slate Toby follows. Uh, I love the idea that like Morgan's all about stealth and then has a bird that can only communicate with like <laughs> large broken electronic screeches. Deafening <laughs> screeches. That's yeah. why he's not going on the sneaking part. <laughs> he's going on the scouting part. This is a separate thing. <laughs> Great. So um Morgan, what is uh what is the what does your sneaking suit look like? Uh we've seen you in kind of mm -hmm. your civilian 
uh, bartender gear. Um, mm-hmm. You've got like a bunch of cool shit that we just haven't seen yet. Uh, what, what's the next costume? Just to make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, when the new Happy Meal comes out, we have enough costumes <laughs> the, the for the, the Morgan Rawls toys. Yeah, so it actually is like her her fancy outfit is part of the whole thing. She just has another jacket that goes on top that looks like a long duster that's kind of a reddish color. And then she also pulls on a, a holster that then connects to her belt that also has gear on it. But the jacket has like a um, a hood, but it's a camel camel. Oh, I can't say it. Cameline coating Camellia jacket. Cameline. line. I remember having to say that. Yeah, I know. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. But it's that, so it can make her invisible. So it looks like a nice fancy jacket, but it has that coating on top of it. Oh, so that I see. Yeah. It looks like a normal. All of her outfit looks like normal attire, but kind of doubles as that sneaking in extra gear. Basically. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, that's awesome. Um, also, just mechanically, that's much nicer than like uh, you know the Spider-Man oh, problem of just yeah. like I carry a, a a duffel bag wherever I go. Um, okay, awesome. So, having sorted that out, um, uh, Morgan, uh, you go in search of. No, I'm sorry. I guess I should ask. Uh, given that you and Eli have exited separately, um, did you send him to go? try and scan the archives for the uh, the Cainter's gear, or are you going to do that? Yeah, I think you're going to leave it to him, and hopefully he can find one thing, and then Toby is like, hello, I'm watching the things you find, and that will be the thing I steal. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so the two of you set off to do that. Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us, uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. Meanwhile, uh, back aboard Marnie's song, uh, Valentine, um, you've got uh, Ivanikov with you, and uh, he is very happy um, to see kind of uh, just how how tricked out uh, Marnie's song is. You, uh, the, the ship is... Um, mostly repaired. Uh, Grimley's been doing some good work while you've been gone, um, particularly after the kind of like possible kill order was lifted. Um, like, oh no, you are on the level. Cool. Uh, so that helps a little bit. Um, but um, for uh, Traseus, this is like, a, a, this is a good posting um, because uh, Billingberg, like, you know, he invested heavily in in this vehicle, so uh, Vanikoth is you know eyes wide, uh, just taking it all in as uh, the two of you uh, make your way aboard the ship. Excellent. Uh, Valentine will say to him, "In these coming hours, I have a task for you, and then in the coming days, I have a greater task. But short term, while uh, oh, because Morgan Rawls isn't around. Well, then I I have a task for you, friend." I know that she was involved with a quarantine world and a case that Kanehurst was involved in that involved the reason for that quarantine and perhaps a cult that was linked. I need to understand Morgan Rawls' motivations because I can only lead a team that is well motivated towards a correct direction and I don't believe she will tell me the truth ever. So I need you to find said truth. I need to know Morgan Rawls' origin story, as it were, as much as you can find uh, and any other psychological profiles or anything that could perhaps reveal some truth. Um, and uh, he uh, he kind of like sucks air through his teeth uh, for a moment and says uh, uh, 
in Kosatara, you know, I would love to uh, get you this information. You know, I love to uh, to to find these facts for you. Uh, the problem is with the uh, Kinhars not uh, being here, not having uh, his ship here. There's uh, yeah, how you say uh, fewer access to his uh, his data files, to his his logs, and uh, not much is known about uh, Morgan Rawls uh, nor Eli Sharp. I looked into both of them for you uh, back when you were trying to figure out where they were, and there isn't a lot now. I it's not to say I, I won't try. I will look, but uh, it would be a uh, if I were to say that it was uh, done in triangles of purple, perhaps it would be a many triangle kind of task uh, for me. Uh, you know, I'm a visual learner that way. Uh, but All right, uh, then perhaps attempt that in one could say a more passive way. I have a different obsession for you that I need an incredible deep dive on. So our friend uh, Gideon Kotov, who's joining the crew, has done a lot of work with uh, brain scanning uh, and reproducing the minds of people and also as he has admitted inserting parts of himself into those minds i would like you to rapidly become an expert in the template technology so we could let's say spot if gideon kotov took a scan of some member of this crew myself or others of my team uh, and identify if he had altered the personality to suit his own gains before we I don't know, copy it into a couple of dozen agents spread throughout the Imperium. Yeah, that would not be great. Uh, one of him is already a lot. Uh, several of him is still too many. Uh, that is very concerning. So you're saying he uses uh, his uh, his identity as uh, part of his own, uh, his personality, his brain, uh, to, to fill in the gaps in his, in his scans? Yes, it, it would appear so. Uh, at least uh, his own voice and some other belief structures that I believe he had mentioned inserting into other clients. If I was going to create someone to be uh, a hero of the Imperium, perhaps with the Emperor's life on the line, I don't want Gideon Kotov in the fucking brain of the hero. That is not great. That is uh, the wrong driver for a good vehicle, you know. Uh, he's he's stepping on the gas when he wants to brake. He is committing heresy left and right. Uh, yeah, no, uh, fuck that noise. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I have to uh, investigate our new friend uh, and see what her history is uh, without any of the uh, technology uh, available. Um Dig into know, a dead inquisitor's old file. No, no, I'm, I'm just. I, I know okay, it's passive. Okay, I yes, just. Yes. I, I must log these things. Yes, um, and uh, <laughs> and then I am going to become a, an expert on uh, uh, strange heretical technologies that uh, should not exist. Okay. Uh, anything else I can do for you, Inquisitor? You mentioned uh, there was the two big tasks. Is there another task I need to know, or? Is it good for now? No, those are the two. Uh, and if you don't think you'll have tremendous success looking into Morgan, because I do know that you've done that, I, I hoped additional information might help. But otherwise, there is always look. Uh, there's a chance. Yes, there's always a chance. I, I do not mean to say that it is beyond the capabilities of uh, of, of uh, this uh, adept uh, for you, Inquisitor. Uh, I just merely want to set the expectation. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, under under promise over deliver is I believe the the corporate term here is the Inquisition. Uh, they they say that in a lot of our training. Um, otherwise, they just kill us, uh, as as you know. Uh, so let me look into this for you. I will see what I can find. Uh, but uh, if I cannot find anything about Morgan, perhaps I can find something about this uh, this colony you mentioned. Uh, that action of that sort, unless it was done by uh, the Adeptus. Uh, by uh, Astartes themselves is uh, often a little bit easier to find, you know? Yeah, as long yes, as it is not locked away in the mind of some librarian somewhere, it is a lot easier to find, yes? Yes, yes, excellent. That's excellent. And I will tell you, when it comes to the brain scan search, I will be applying another devious mind uh, when she becomes available. Okay, that sounds good to me. Uh, I will leave you to that. Uh, also, this is a very nice ship. Uh, thank you so much for bringing me aboard this. I was getting very tired of that sad, sad fortress. Um, and just humming a little tune, he, uh, he he makes his way off. And you can you can see he's already like, his countenance has changed the minute he's no longer talking to you. He's just like clearly folded in on himself to try and figure out sort of like what he can do um, and, and what he can uh, what he can sort. 
Um, is there anything else you'd want to do uh, sort of in the immediate sense here, Valentine, or are you just going to kind of get settled and wait for answers? Uh, he would confirm that his orders about alcohol being removed from the ship were carried out. Mm -hmm. He would make sure that Eli's weapons were all put in a locker that only Valentine could open, and then he would settle himself. It's like two promises made by an Inquisitor, and then he can settle and just do stuff. Uh, the Oh, actually, the other thing he would do is put together a report of everything he does not need from uh, uh, Billingberg's stuff, mm -hmm. any, any extraneous parts of Billingberg's empire that are not Xenos related because he needs those for negotiation, but any other low level shit, it all goes to Davian Mutis. That guy did not blow us up. And Valentine is, is like, mm -hmm. I promised him a report. He's got to give him a bunch of people to go set on fire. So he's going to pick those carefully. Okay, great. Um, all right. So, uh, you, you, uh, sort of go, um, to get get some things done um uh trusting as, as you often do in in your various cat's paws uh and the the hope that they can achieve what you yourself cannot uh meanwhile uh eli you are setting out to achieve what they themselves cannot uh you need to figure out um what of canehurst's stuff might be uh, in in storage uh you are a little feeling a little bit sore uh after morgan's uh you know, broad characterization of your, 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 you know, reminiscences about the horrors of war. And given that in the 41st millennium, there is only war. 31st millennium, whatever it is. I'm the 41st. 41st. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Cause 20th century Fox, we got there. Uh, so the 41st <laughs> uh, millennium where there's only war, like what the fuck else is there to talk about? You know, there's no, you gotta, you gotta tell people about the stories. They need to know. Um, how uh, how would Eli go about trying to find Kane Hurst's, uh, for lack of a better term, forgotten luggage? Um. Well, the first thing Eli would do was look at be <laughs> look at his data slate and be like, "All right, well, the hell did Morgan find? <laughs> what does she want me to do?" It's like, "Is our where do I? Where's this building? What do I have to go to?" Like, it's just. It's <laughs> like, the basics first. Where do what I a, need to go? <laughs> what a curmudgeon. And he, he's it. doing this as he's like, literally, like, I have to realize as he's doing this, he's like tromping around. <laughs> Everybody really knows it. it. Um, cool. Okay. Well, so, uh, Morgan, let's go to you then for a dice roll uh, okay. to see what you were able to give Eli. Um, given your kind of the, the limited time you were able to put into pulling information together for him, but also being aware that he probably needs something to go on. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say uh, this is probably a inclined to say a, a streetwise. Yeah, I think that's probably the best one we can go with okay. here. I can do that. Because I think in this case, it's more so just knowing like, what would the soft spots be? Mm -hmm. um, and you're, giving him a map. <laughs> yeah, and a map. Uh, I'm going to make this uh, just a difficulty of... Um, and sorry, to be clear, this is... Uh, if you roll extraordinarily well on this, it's like, here's the map, and also here's like items I bet you can find. Mm -hmm. If it's poor, it's here's the More map, steps. go yeah. find some stuff. Like, <laughs> right. you know. Uh, <laughs> step one, go here. Step two, eh. Um, so I'm going to say this is difficulty three. Um, okay. You have access to Inquisition files, but unfortunately you do not have uh, classification status for um, Kanehurst because you are part of the Valentine uh, retinue now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, from story points, it's been a million and a half years since we last recorded. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say uh, three and two in your favor. Cool. You're, you're a well, generous god. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. I'm going to use one right off the top then. Cool. Use the story point because it's like, this is nice. the plant. This is her plan that she arranged. I th feel like this is flowing into that, like, this is her pre planning situation. Yep, like that. Yeah. Uh, you can have a boost for having uh, just sort of broad access. Um, mm -hmm. You didn't have to hack anything to get this information, which right. is like a nice treat. Uh, mm. Yeah, and I think. Most of the setback I would give you is actually characterized in that uh, difficulty. The that difficulty. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will roll it. I got six successes. 
That's it. Well, okie dokie then. <laughs> Here's <it>. your map. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, being able to to click into the system, uh, Morgan, you're able to very easily kind of um, uh, pull together a map of, of uh, like, exactly where to go, um, mm-hmm. as well as uh, accessing um, an old uh, an old file you had from, like, kind of back when you were running errands for, for Kanehurst. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know exactly what was being delivered or shipped in and out, but you're able to pull up probably some like dates um, that could narrow the the search um, for for Eli. Um, and basically, it's like uh, Eli, as you look through the, these documents, it really is you know like a parent sending you to school with like <laughs> the instructions for how to put together the the various lunch pieces. Yeah. It's like. I didn't want the bread to get soggy, but I also don't trust you to make the sandwich. So <laughs> it's all individually wrapped, but I'm going to tell you how it, it happens. Um, so I think uh, somewhat begrudgingly, uh, you get incredibly clear instructions uh, from from Morgan. Well, it's like, it's yeah, cool. Eli definitely, like, he had a moment where he, he looked around being like, no sign for the archive, but then like... <laughs> <laughs> immediately looked to the data pad for directions from Morgan and was definitely kind of like, yeah, a little salty that like she's given him such clear in- instructions, just like a oh, goddamn previous member of the <laughs> Navy I worked as an inquisitorial agent before, like <laughs> both <it>. things. <laughs> I think it's also very, it's like bullet pointed and itemized of like, try oh. this. If that doesn't work, try this. Oh. Like, here you go. <laughs> Like a flow chart. Like, did that work? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll go here. Did that work? No. Try this step. Exactly. That's fine. Uh, the, the first instruction is just like, you're probably looking for a sign for the archive. There isn't one. <laughs> it's like, uh, um, right. So, um, Eli, uh, you begrudgingly, like having uh, checked the tablet, uh, can see that uh, the, the archive itself is um, held in the, what would have been like the cold cellar um, mm. beneath hard hold um so one of the the kind of massive converted facilities now that hard hold has become kind of a hive in mm-hmm. like or is that at least at the center of, of a hive um food can be brought in safely from outlying buildings it doesn't need to be made in the basement anymore so food itself is stored off-site um and as a result uh they're able to turn um the sort of massive larders of uh, the old fortress um to to slightly more useful um and protected uh, purposes. That well, said, uh, the catch with this is that it is deep, deep, deep inside the fortress. So there's kind of a checkpoint that um, isn't quite like a reception, because that's sort of the wrong term, um, but a security mm-hmm. checkpoint um, mm-hmm. for access. To, and you guys encountered this, uh, well, I'm sorry, you weren't with them, but Atticus and, and Valentine encountered this on their way in, which is just like, because the various Ordos operations are on different levels there's very much like you know um you see it in a lot of like the the office towers downtown in toronto where it's like you need a key card to get into the elevator bay and then you need a right. key card to access the floor you're going to because there's lots of other floors that are important that aren't for you um so the good news for you though eli is um if there is one thing you know it's like weird military bureaucracy like this is this is not uncommon um, for for ship life uh, yeah. for everything to be ordered in this way. So not not entirely surprising, uh, but but, uh, but somewhat frustrating. But I what used is, to hold the keys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe one day you will again. Um, what's your uh, what's your your what's what do you think Eli's approach for this is? Um, not like what you actually do as you walk up, but like what's he planning on doing before he arrives? Um, he's planning just on being very straightforward i mean there's no there's nothing to hide here this is completely above board this is his former inquisitor and his inqu- former inquisitor's dead new inquisitor like this all is very like clear cut to him so in his mind there's really no reason why there should be any significant barriers to this aside from like the stupid bureaucracy of uh you know, Ordo's Her- Ordo Hereticus. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that what we were part of? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, That's why uh, Valentine yeah. didn't feel so good robbing them. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like him robbing them. Someone else robbing them. Like, yeah. So um, Eli definitely like has an understanding of how annoying it can be. 
but there's ways around it. Okay, great. And whatever Morgan's doing, Morgan's doing, who knows? Who knows indeed. So, uh, Morgan, I would like to know, um, what is, uh, what is your approach? So Eli, you can see kind of like, you know, you get the, the, well, 40k technologies and such that you'd get like a, someone has opened your file, uh, notification. Um, but you send Eli off of his data slab, you switched into your sneaking gear. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you planning on, on sneaking down there? You have access to the same information, uh, based on that role that Eli does. So you're aware of the, the, the sort of cold cellar. Um, the elevator situation. How are you planning on getting down there? Yeah, I think based on the map, if there's another way down, like if this cold cellar attached to another room at some point, or there's other locked areas, I think trying just trying to get in to the storage area is as quickly and simply as possible, whether that's like, ah, there's a hatch in the floor above, I will go down, or mm. there's a locked door that is attached to some other place yeah. just trying to find another whatever swiftest easiest way in to the actual area where all the storage shit is is, gotcha. is what she's trying to do okay so the absolute easiest is to just straight shot down the uh like down the elevator shaft um but uh shy of that it because it was a cold storage um it was attached to the old kitchens so mm-hmm. you can basically like there's not a stairwell that leads directly to it but if you were to kind of go like fast stealth through a bunch of rooms, um, mm-hmm. you could you could descend uh, down that way. So let's go ahead with a, yeah, a stealth roll then to see so, how you do on. on so that on my stealth roll, um, uh, if I'm considered not able to be seen, I have a com- the Camilio line coding. Never going to get that right. Hey, it's cool. I'm just glad I don't have to say it. Yep. I also have uh, a a stummer which makes there no sound and it adds one boost unless no one can see me then it adds three boost so if no one can see me because i'm invisible because of my jacket there's that Fuck so yeah that i like that you basically made my like adam jensen build from deus ex like <laughs> no one can hear me and i'm invisible fly fly <laughs> what's a battle buffs <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, cool. I'm trying to live here. <laughs> this, is, this is just solid. Trying to survive. Oh, well, well. Look, if this show has taught me anything, it's that PCs never die. Uh, yeah, I listened to the first half of cloak. season one. Um, okay, so Del, you're absolutely yeah. uh, unseen for this. That's totally cool. fair because you're, you're then, kind of like approaching this in your own yeah. way. So you can just take all those fucking dice. Um, cool. I'm going to make this a difficulty of uh, four because of this, the the amount of rooms you need to get through and the yep. speed at which you're trying to get through them. That's fair. Mm, do I want to eat through all of our dice or not? That's the question. I mean, you did just say you want to live. I, I mean, Valentine live. sent you off on your own, so he doesn't have a say I in what dice no, he uses. No, I'm it. Eli is going to, yeah. I made it safe for everybody else. Is my attempt. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to use a story point then. (laughs) Would you like to do that too, Tom? What? No. I'm not. No, No? I'm just going to hold story dice. All right. Fucking dice dragon. Okay, so here we go. And this gives me three boost, and also the the coat gives two auto advantage. So that's that's where we're going with this. I'll roll the dice. The end result: five successes, six advantages. Oh, I am my sneak. God. I am the knight. How many <laughs> dice did you roll? I rolled two green, three yellow, three boosts, two auto advantage Fuck. versus four. And just as it, I also have a clip drop harness and a grapnel in line, so if she finds that place that she could drop down, just like clip drop, I am in the. Well, I think with that roll, God, we can just so say cool. that yes. Yes. Fast roping down elevator shafts and shit. I feel like you're basically a game's done quick where someone just clips through the edge of a map <laughs> and then just flies <laughs> yes. the finale. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This I is think my we- strat, okay? You just, you just <laughs> have all the dice and you try real hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, Del, you, uh, Morgan is, is, you know, it, it just like stealth character at the height of their powers in a movie or video game um just full-on 
you know, every time someone walks through a room, you're, you know, dropping behind cover, you're moving past them. Um, you know, you, you, you hear the, um, the Castilian, uh, or sorry, not the Castilian. I'm reading a lot of pirate books right now. So that's just floating <laughs> around in my head. Um, uh, Lyriel Asher, um, complaining to some of the servants. And again, like oh, at nice. this point, he is a servant. Yeah. There's just this weird, like the boy King complaining to the other servants, but like still pretending that he's got status and they're like, we hate you. Um, so he's just complaining about like all the disruptions um, and how unfair it is and how, you know, back in grandmama's day and like you just whisk past uh, whining creates amazing sound cover. Um, and uh, then eventually, yeah, there's like a, probably like a, a dumb waiter situation that leads down to the, um, uh, the, the storage and uh, you just grapnel fast line, zip down that. Um, and you drop into um, a, uh, a large, uh, messy room. Um, and uh, again, like I mentioned just right off the top, um, the sort of evidence locker vibe where it's a lot of like wireframe um, uh, shelving and, and other things. Very much kind of a, an industrial attempt at like, okay, we just need maximum space down here. Uh, you can certainly see the old shelves. It's almost like a, if you imagine like a catacomb. So there's, mm. you know, um, things have been carved into the sort of the bedrock and stone um, for the sort of original purposes of the fortress. And those are full of fucking luggage too. Um, but they've added more and more stuff to a point where it is just an overcrowded um, space. Um, Dropping down, uh, Morgan, you see um, there are uh, several uh, servitors who are just kind of like going up and down the rows. They're not really patrolling, um, but uh, you can see just kind of like long, almost receipt paper length scrolls <laughs> just trailing off various machines on them uh, as they're desperately cataloging and recataloging everything. Um, these sort of receipt scrolls are tangled. Um, it seems like these servitors have just been at this forever and likely will be at it forever. Um, and as a result, um, you know, in, in, in cinematically, we often have like mist coming up to the floor. In this case, it's just like tangled receipts um, of, of kind of where everything is and, and what it is. Um, and uh, above it all, um, you, can, uh, you can just hear um, a uh, voice uh, saying like everything in its place, everything in its place, uh, and just kind of like banging, uh, almost like a metronome um, style rhythm. Um, and uh, sort of at distance, you can see there's a small kind of admin front admin desk uh, behind which uh, there is just like a rail thin, wildly overdressed um, uh, guy who uh, looks a little bit like DJ Quails, uh, but if he was like in his like sixties. So just kind of like um, largish nose, kind of a triangular head, mop of hair, um, and just wearing like thick, heavy robes, small mark of, uh, of office um, uh, sort of pinned uh, to his shirt, which is like three sizes too large. So it's kind of like he's sitting under a blanket. Um, and he's just like feet up on the desk, just, just tapping away, letting these, these servitors work. Uh, his feet up on a, a massive tome with an uncracked spine. Um, and, uh, yeah, you get a lay of the land. You've not heard from Toby yet, uh, okay. but, uh, you know, you, you managed to get down here before Eli. So, so you, you got that going for you at the very least. Pretty good. Um, meanwhile, um, Eli, uh, you are approaching the, the checkpoint, um, that leads to the, the central, uh, elevator, um, this central elevator is large enough that it won't take you like it's not like it just lowers into a weird cold cellar, um, mm -hmm. but it'll get you down far enough. Then there'll likely be another checkpoint and um, yeah. you, you can go from there. Um, attending the, the checkpoint, there are a number of, um, of sort of inquisitorial stormtroopers uh, standing at the ready, as you'd expect. Um, but there's also a couple of irregulars. Uh, this is clearly a spot that is important enough. Uh, the Graves has assigned... Um, sort of members probably of, of his wide retinue mm. uh to uh to guard it so um there's uh uh one uh lady who is just like uh think like um uh scully and hitchcock type from uh brooklyn 99 um but mm -hmm. but slightly slightly scarier <laughs> um so just kind of like a block of a head 
just kind of like a massive barrel torso um, and uh, just holding a massive axe um, that uh, is, uh, it looks like at one point uh, it was a power axe, but the mechanics have broken down. So now it's still got that like cool look. It, you know, might've been wielded by a Marine at some point, but the, the mechanisms are busted. It no longer has the kind of, um, trembling, shimmering blade, still a vicious weapon, um, and still looks badass, uh, but clearly kind of a secondhand tool. Um, and uh, decked out in kind of similar, like wearing kind of the, the livalry of one of the inquisitorial stormtroopers, but almost like a bib. Um, mm-hmm. cause in no way does that fitter like big, you know, like bare arms, hold the ax, and then yeah. kind of like a bib apron of like a stormtrooper outfit just to kind of signal that she's with them. Um, her uh, companion is um, a type that you've seen at the bar a lot, um, but also that you would recognize as trouble aboard the ship um, from kind of your experience. Um, just like a hotshot gunslinger. Um, you know, she's got kind of the, the Han Solo side holster that's just kind of um, casually slung out the side of her hip. Um, got a, a, a like a, a rifle slung over her back, um, wearing gauntlets, um, you know, a, a battered but still highly functional helmet, um, and kind of some uh, some light carapace armor that's definitely seen combat. Unlike a lot of the braggarts at your bar, yeah, this lady clearly knows her shit, um, but uh, for whatever reason is is a member of the Red New. Um, they don't, you know, move to confront you or anything. Um, the stormtroopers step forward, as well as uh, an administrator um, uh, who, who kind of comes to meet you. Uh, but you can tell they're there in case things go go gotcha. bad, whether that's people coming down or people coming up or anything else. They're just there to make sure that stormtroopers don't get, you know, chewed up by whatever comes. Yep. Uh, so the administrator um, uh, comes out, um, just a, like a, a bald, uh, incredibly average-looking man. Um, with one massive um, uh, rectangular uh, glass eye, um, which really just, it, it, you could tell someone was trying something and it didn't quite work, <laughs> um, you know? Uh, so rectangular. Almost, wow. Yeah, so almost like having a screen uh, screen for an eye. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, like the inquisitorial uh, eye um, uh, tattooed directly in the middle of his forehead, um, and just kind of like the, the faintest hint of, of a goatee. Um, he steps forward and uh, says, Hello, my name is Othul Dyer. I understand from the way you are approaching that you likely would like to ride the elevator. May I ask what your business is? Oh, in, indeed. And Eli very respectfully uh, he kind of straightens up, you know, said to fucking do this, um, and makes the sign of the aquila and says, greetings, uh, fellow ordo brethren, sister, people, folk. Uh, yeah, got to get in there. I'm, I'm on a mission from my inquisitor. Yeah. You know, that Valentine who's, uh, been in, been over here. Yeah. I gotta get, I gotta get all the old stuff from my old inquisitor. He's dead now. Sorry, you'll have to speak up. I'm a little bit hard of hearing. You're an inquit... And then his, his, like, square eye goes blindingly white. Um, and is, he says, is sky oh, okay? oh, my apologies. I didn't recognize you. Of course, Inquisitor, you're here for your old things. We've been expecting you, Lord Andronicus. Please... This way, this way, out, out. He like does the little hand scurry thing at uh, at uh, the the stormtroopers, um, and like the two, like the, the the brute with the the axe and the sharpshooter, both like um, immediately kind of snap to attention uh, and bow, um, and uh, he says, "Please, please, uh, this way, this way. We'll get you everything you need. Uh, uh, come along, children. We have an inquisitor to see too." Um, they pile onto the elevator with you and, um, yeah, Eli has like, he's there's like a moment of hesitation, just giving <laughs> a kind of like a, uh, and then going along with it because whatever the sky has obviously had a stroke or something with the white light. Like he's not sky's unwell. So just, uh, let's just get on with this. <laughs> with that, the elevator trembles, uh, and, and moves. Um, and, uh, he just says, we were so worried. 
when you were late that you weren't coming. But don't worry. We'll get you everything you need, Inquisitor. Um, and uh, his, like, his eye glows like a warm pink uh, of, of kind of like just, you know, joy. Uh, and that, my friend, is how Eli Sharp became the accidental Inquisitor. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. here? What is this? Oh god, what have you done? Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.